Hello and welcome back to Big Les's League and all rugby league experience. I'm your host, Big Les. We're going to be talking about the short dropout increase over the past three years. So I pulled out some stats uh, off the NRL up, actually. Kesley Hogan, an NRL reporter, has pulled these stats out of absolutely nowhere. Um, and to be honest, we did notice them. But then again, you know, we, it's not something that we'd think about, these short dropout increases, but they are on the rise. They've actually risen 44% in the last three years, which is absolutely insane. We're going to be doing a little bit of a deep dive into that today and going through, you know, is the risk worth the reward? Uh, and you'll find out what I mean by that in just a second. And we'll go through... Pretty much this entire article that's been written obviously came out on the 1st of December, so or still on the 2nd of December, sorry, uh, which was a few days ago now. Uh, but, you know, it, it's really detailed, lots of stats here, and it sort of goes through, is the risk worth the reward? Why do we think that uh, these short dropouts have increased? Uh, we're going to do a little bit of a deep dive going through this article and then giving our thoughts on it as well. So... Uh, We'll start off by reading the first a little bit. It has long been a risky and rarely employed tactic in rugby league, but numbers show teams are opting more for the short dropout in a bid for possession and points. Uh, Now, short dropouts, obviously, when, you know, your team has to run the ball dead after a really good set by the opposition, then obviously forces a dropout. Uh, A lot more teams are going for the short dropout at the moment uh, in order to get possession back for their team. The big play, uh, and usually in games where they are quite close as well, and we'll go through that in a second. It's certainly not a case of the most successful teams uh, go for it, but if the tactic continues to be practiced and perfected, the short dropout could become an important play to shift momentum in crucial stages of a game. We saw Adam Reynolds go for the option on, on two occasions in the 2023 Grand Final, but we have also seen teams punt the ball short when a game is all but won. So who is taking the gamble and why? Matt Burton led the way with 26 short dropouts for the season. And Sean Johnson, Scott Drinkwater and Cameron Munster were closely behind with 25 as teams found the risk worth the reward when it came to gambling field position. Uh, Obviously, Matt Burton uh, contributed to this article as well. He was asked by... Um, is it Hogan uh, who wrote the article? Yeah, Kesley Hogan. He was obviously, she went out and interviewed some of the halves as well, which is quite good to sort of get an idea of what the players actually think about the short dropouts. Uh, but Matt Burton said, I know for us, we went after them this year and spent a lot more time on it. Uh, when the game is on the line, you don't want the other team to get the ball again. So it's worth trying to get it back. Now, a little bit of a short dropout analysis. I actually posted this on the page when I posted about it. Uh, Obviously, it's a post with Matt Burton on the cover if you want to go back and have a look at some of the stats. Uh, But some of the key stats from the article is on that post as well if you want to go back and like that one and go through it. Very interesting information about the short dropout uh, you know, increase over the past three years. If you're a rugby league nerd like myself, you'll love that one. Uh, the short dropout analysis, if you look at the top four teams, uh, we obviously went through the Melbourne Storm, 
uh, the Cowboys, the Warriors, and the Bulldogs. Now, Matt Burton went for 26 attempts. Uh, the Bulldogs actually got 27 attempts in total, 18 of those being unsuccessful. Uh, and that's the same for the Cowboys and for the Warriors. 27 attempts taken, 18 of those being unsuccessful. Now, the Melbourne Storm actually went for 31 uh, attempts for the short dropout. Uh, Cameron Munster taking majority of those, obviously, as we read out before. 21 of those were unsuccessful. 10 were successful. Um, so it is about a 33% success rate. Now, for Sean Johnson, obviously, he commented on this as well. He said, the number the number crunching on whether to do it comes when I ask my front rowers, do you want me to go long or short? They are always going to choose short. It's no fluke, though. We do a lot of work at training, and we all have a role in that. Uh, he also said, if you watch every short dropout we do, we have got boys in the same position every time. It's something that we definitely keep doing. Uh, so obviously that means that they're going to keep practicing it going into uh, the following season. With a 44% increase over the last three years, which is what we said before, the numbers prove it's an ever-growing tactic uh, and the success rate shows why. In 2019, only 22 short dropouts were regained by the kicking side, while in 2023, 82 attempts overall by every single team were successful. The Bulldogs, Warriors, and Cowboys were the most effective teams when it came to regaining short dropouts. From the 27 they attempted last season, they all reclaimed uh, possession on nine occasions, which is 33%. So it is a growing success, but it is still a very low success rate. Uh, Burton is driving the trend at Belmore with the 23-year-old revealing to NRL.com a clear stance on the tactic. The risk is worth the reward. Uh, we're working really hard on it uh, at the beginning of the year as we saw it uh, as we saw it as a good opportunity, can't speak today, uh, to go after the game in an attacking way. Uh, there's always a 50-50 chance you're going to get it back, so the risk is worth the reward. Teams usually run the ball back uh, to, uh, to that spot anyway, so you might as well make it a competition and see if you get the ball back. Just compete on it and see how you go. Um, look, it's a very interesting stance. And obviously, yes, there is a growing success in the short dropouts. And obviously, with a lot of practice during the preseason for most of these teams, like the Melbourne Storm, like the Warriors, like the Bulldogs, like the Cowboys, who are currently leading in that area, plus all of the other teams that you don't usually see go for these short dropouts as well, uh, could actually be a big part of the game. So um, very, very interesting. I don't, at the moment, and obviously in 2023, it was a very controversial play, especially with the 33% success rate and uh, a lot of, I guess, experts watching the game as well. When you see these short dropouts get taken, they are, you know, obviously share their disapproval and, uh, you know, you wonder why with the 33% success rate at the moment, but with a larger success rate and with the growing success, as we said before, uh, and as Kesley Hogan has said here as well, it could be a growing uh, play uh, and that's taken more and is more successful over the next few years. In three years, if it's grown uh, 44%, you know, you can only imagine next year and the year after how much it can grow over the next three to five years. 
uh, moving forward as well. Uh, Burton also chose to capitalize on having two athletic players either side of him uh, on the field. Dangerous in challenging uh, for the ball over the 10 meter. When the game is on the line, you never want to be defending your try line. So if you can get the ball back uh, and down the other end, then that's my mindset on when to go for it, he said. Half the reason I decided to do it this year is because usually we've got Jaden Ockenball in the back row on that right side, and Jacob Carraz usually pushes in from the wing, uh, from wing to center. So it's a massive play with those guys in the backs because I know they're good under the high ball, and we've got a good chance of getting it back. Uh, so good point made there by Matt Burton, and obviously you think about. You know, next year in 2024, you're going to have guys on that side like Stephen Crichton, uh, Bronson Sherry as well. Some really athletic guys that are going to be going getting up there for the higher ball. And, uh, you know, for the Bulldogs, I can see it becoming a little bit more and more successful. Uh, obviously, Matt Burton going for a lot of them. So you can only get better with, with practice and having a whole off-season of practicing that play. A very, very dangerous one as well. It can only get more and more successful. So it's a massive play with those guys in the backs because I know they're good under the high ball and we've got a good chance of getting it back, Burton said as well. Uh, two of those competition top four sides in 2023 also took the trend with the Storm leading all teams in short dropouts with 31 at the end of the final series. The Warriors with 27 were closely behind with Sean Johnson uh, attempting a league-high 25 attempts with a 33% success rate. Cameron Munster, 22 attempts, led the way for the well, led the way for Melbourne, but Nick Meaney had two, Jonah Pezzett had two, and Ryan Pappenhausen also had two. So you got a number of guys that can do it for this side, uh, for the Melbourne Storm, which is a very scary, a very scary thought for them going into next year, especially if you know the side has to change around a bit. Cameron Munster goes to Origin. You've got guys that can do it and do it very successfully as well. So. Uh, very, very dangerous for Melbourne. Storm, all, uh, the Storm regained most short dropouts than any other team this year in 10, but were behind the Bulldogs, Cowboys, and Warriors when it came to the percentage after turning over possession on 21 attempts. Uh, why is not everyone convinced? On the other side of the spectrum, the, the Sharks had a 0% success rate last season with all five attempts coughing up going out in the full or falling short. Halfback Nico Hines said after discussing the option in the preseason, his team decided to shelve the tactic early in the year. We had a look at some statistics and I think it showed us that it doesn't work as much as what people think. And more than likely, the other team will get it and there's a penalty, Hines said on NRL.com. But you look at the differences in, in you know both of these teams that we've discussed. We look at the Melbourne Storm. They've got guys like Will Warbrick, Xavier Coates, who are very tall, lanky, athletic uh, wingers that can get up there for the high ball. You know, we talked about the Bulldogs before where they have Jacob Kiraz, Jaden Ockenbohr. They're going to be having guys like Stephen Crichton as well um, going into next season. So they've got some athletic guys there. Whereas you look at the Sharkies, Ronaldo Molotalo, very athletic, but compared to guys like... You know, Xavier Coates. I would chuck in Jason Saab with the, the size of him as well. Guys that are very good in the air. Even your Hamole Olakawatis, if we're talking about Manly. Uh, you know, forwards that are really good under the high ball. Your Jeremiah Nanais. Um, you know, it, it's a, quite a different 
I guess it's a very hard competition for Cronulla because they don't have as many guys who are as athletic. Uh, I mean, no disrespect to guys like CSF or Talakai, uh, but I don't think him or Jesse Raymond are really getting up for too many high balls at the moment. Uh, whereas you've got guys, as I said, like Kuraz, like Xavier Coates uh, for Melbourne and for the Bulldogs, who are very athletic and are very good at getting up for the high ball. Okay, Hines goes on to say here as well. So he just thought we wanted to back our defense, although sometimes our defense wasn't as great. Uh, and that was a big part of their ill success, especially against top eight sides, was their defense. I think if they back their, if they improve their defense a little bit more, even if the kick is unsuccessful, they can defend at a high, uh, at a high knock. And I guess, you know, they can back their defense on their line. But. Um, if it's not working, it's not working. You know, it's not meant for every team. Uh, if it's not working for the Sharks, they can obviously back the defense, kick long. Um, but usually when we get a dropout, we come back and defend our set. Cool. Hines also believed his team wasn't as suited to the tactic as much as others. Uh, like his former club, the Melbourne Storm, with winger Xavier Coates and Will Warbrick, as we just said before, boasting an extra 17 centimetres in height compared to Sharks duo Renato Molotalo and Sione Katoa. Exactly what I literally just said, but they said it at a much more, I guess, high order um, way of saying that. It's literally exactly what I just said before. Uh, we didn't feel like we needed it and didn't want to show the opposition that we were not willing to fight for it, he said. It's different if you can nail it uh, and, you're, and you're someone like the Storm uh, that have Xavier Coates and Will Warbrick who can get up and get it. Certain teams can do it, other teams can't, and I just felt like our team wasn't the best suited to it. Fair enough from Nico Hines, and obviously that explains why. Uh, the Dolphins and the Seagulls... Uh, ha- have also not taken to the trend with the newcomers failing to regain four from six attempts uh, and the Seagulls six from seven in 2023. The Roosters too are yet to see the same success as others having lost 12 from 14 attempts last season. It's crazy to see how many attempts uh, all of these sides are taking even though that they're unsuccessful. They're still taking 14, seven attempts in the season. So they are trying to, I guess, implement it into their playing style. But obviously, as, as Nico Hines said, not built for every team. Uh, the numbers are surprising considering their options on the edges this year in Daniel Tupo and Joseph Suwali, who both stand at 196 centimetres. Fair point there for the Roosters. The, uh, you got, you got very, two very athletic wingers, two very tall wingers that could compete for that short dropout. It just didn't happen for them. Uh, I think that Billy Smith, he's a tall guy as well. Very, very big player. Very big, stocky, athletic guy who could get up there for those as well. So uh, they've definitely got an advantage over most teams. Very surprising to say that they didn't get most of those. Uh, and obviously, they're getting Dom Young next year, so that might be able to... That might. Uh, help them going into next year as well with those um, short dropouts if they do, again, implement that into their game. But as, as Nico Hines said, as we keep alluding to, not built for every team, this tactic. Uh, interestingly, uh, the resigning the resigning premiers have also punted below the average of short dropouts with the Panthers only attempting 13 last year. Uh, with halfback Nathan Cleary known to have the ball on a string, it's surprising the Premiers only kicked in its short on 14 occasions, but perhaps two, the, the risk isn't warranted for a team so often in the lead. Fair enough. Uh, and then obviously it goes on to say, is it 
a really is the risk really worth taking? Uh, no team saw a greater success rate than 36% in 2023. So statistically, the risk probably isn't worth the reward as a blanket rule of thumb. Uh, but teams that are suited to the tactic are likely to keep pushing for more success like your Melbourne Storms, like your Bulldogs, like your Cowboys, and like your Warriors. Obviously, you got very athletic uh, wingers on all of those sides. Um, we can see there are many factors teams consider when weighing up the short dropout. And ultimately, uh, the tactic suits each of the 17 sides differently. Uh, some teams are most likely spent far less time discussing the option as they manage the scoreboard in their favor, while others have spent hours of training lining up their towering wingers for success. Uh, so, yeah, let me know what you guys think. I'd love to hear your thoughts on the short dropouts. As I said, go to the post on my Instagram. It's got Matt Burton as the cover for photo uh, and obviously goes through most of the stats there if, you ha- if you've just been falling asleep for 17 minutes on the podcast. Uh, make sure to go check out some of those stats and let me know your thoughts. Should NRL teams be practicing the short dropout? Do you think it's going to be a growing play going into the next few years. I think that this is a very, uh, I guess, convincing argument here from Kesley Hogan. Uh, shout out to her. That is a lot of work there, getting all of these stats here for this article. Very interesting article as well. And as I said, rugby league nerds like me froth over this stuff. So uh, make sure you go check out the post uh, and I will see you guys in the next one. Well- Yeah.